The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. I don't know. I kind of like it, though. It's a nice little light show that's going on. Yeah, it's nice. You know what I find interesting? I was thinking about this this week. How police car lights are too bright? 100%. That's not what I was thinking about earlier. But um, let's talk about the weather real quick. So uh, I was just thinking earlier this week, you know, it's, it's fall this week. Fall, it's here. It's cold this morning. I had to turn on the heat for the first time. Uh, not my decision, Kayla's decision. I like draw my energy from fall. I've had more energy this week because of it. And it's funny because we draw our ener- energies from different sources. And I think that's funny. You and I? Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, the summer. I'm like Superman. Humidity. I get my energy from the sun. Humidity. Yay. Humidity never really bothered me. It, well, except when I worked at the pool, then it would just literally beat down on me. But More like lay down on you like smothering kind of right either way drains you i guess is the ultimate point exhausts you but i've always been the type of guy that like i'm comfortable just kind of sweating like i had a cut off face that's what i that was my work right. uniform when i worked at the pool i just i never minded it man but yeah me and my mom we've been talking shit because we hate all to each other all people i know like, it's like fall's a- finally here and it's like this is disgusting. Hipsters love the hall. The hall? The fall. Hipsters love the fall. They, uh, you know, they, it's like an artsy time. It's a good time to drink warm coffee. I, I like the warm coffee. I've made the transition. I've made it doesn't the make you sleepy. Warm coffee makes me sleepy a little bit. Mm, no, I don't think so. It tastes really good. The pumpkin spice latte. That's mm-hmm. what I've been going with because I've, I've been freezing at the Starbucks menu. Because I've been trying to explore other options. Yeah. But it's like you have no time there in the drive-thru. You want a recommendation? You want one of those Jay Williams recommendations? What is a great hot drink that's not heavy? That's a great question. So, but I lied on the caffeine. Well, just so lattes and all that, it's predominantly dairy. So that's... Lattes destroy my stomach. Yeah, it's I know a problem. That. You want a cafe misto. Misto? Misto. Why is that not on on the drive thru menu? Uh, I don't know. You can just ask for it. It's basically a coffee, coffee, not espresso, um, which you can get decaf or half calf or whatever, and it has steamed milk added to it. So you know, it's got that. It's like a coffee with a similar properties of a latte, but it's mostly coffee. Um, and you can get flavors added to it. Three pumps of something. Or- so you order it the same way that you would order a coffee. So can I get a grande cafe cafe misto half calf with 
I don't know, whatever you do, half and half. I've been doing the iced Americano lately, and depending on the time of day, I'll do half-calf or decaf. You can also get a um, a warm Americano. Okay. I th- yeah. I that's, also, how- that's also solid. I mean, it's, it's... That's also not on the menu, so it freaked me out. I didn't know whether right. to ask for it or not. Yeah, these are this is there's levels to this game. They're trying to they're trying to appeal to the basic high school kids and middle school kids and moms and soccer moms. They're not on this next level coffee game. You feel me? Yeah. So anyway, fall. I'll grant you permission to talk about the weather. Okay. Well, let's do it. There, it's it a transitional music. period. It's it's fine. It's a little bit more relevant than ever. The changing of the times. It's shout out to uh, the under oath. Under oath. I've always been under the impression that Kentucky still has two seasons and there's just like a couple of weeks of transition. Like fall yeah. he- fall here is just completely removing sunshine and making it too cold to actually like I don't enjoy being outside even when it's considered fall because it just automatically is just cold. I'm there's not, no in between. I'm not sure how temperature works. Well, it's, it, the problem is again, the fact that it just gets gray. When when fall enters right. Kentucky, it just becomes gray. So it's not like the sun is out and it's forty degrees to where it's bearable and like that's when I would embrace the fall clothing, the, the right. things that people are really into, dressing up but that, more that, stylish wear. That's not necessarily true though. So the other day, and this is where I, I this is where I was going with. I don't understand how temperature works. So usually the way it goes is you look at your your temperature your weather app and you have the high and the low. I don't know if people know how this works or not, but oh God, when you, me. when you wake up, it's cold. Yeah. And then it gets hotter progressively throughout the day around yeah. like two or three o'clock is when it's the warmest. So the other day I woke up and it was like 48 degrees outside, maybe 52 or something. It was 39 when I woke up this morning. This was the other day. This was like Tuesday or Wednesday. And the high, it was supposed to get up to like 63 or 65. And that's a temperature where, depending on what it's like outside, I might not be able to rock like a hoodie all day because it could get a little warm. Exactly. But then I looked at the temperature, like how it was going to progress through the day. Actually, I take it back. It was 56 when I woke up, and it was it was getting colder. I was like, how does that work? But it was also sunny outside all day. I don't understand. It sucks. I just don't get it. It's just annoying. Well, I don't find it annoying. I find it enjoyable. I find it nice. You sound pretty annoyed to me. No, I just am confused about it. I'm confused about the the logic. Um, you know, I uh, I like it's. I, I mentioned this on music, but I I dress the same way no matter what temperature it is. I know. I heard you. So uh, why are you listening to my music show? It feels good to actually. Feel comfortable in my jeans. Wow. I wear jeans year round, but I'm. It's actually bearable at this time. I'm honored. I'm honored. Is it because you wanted to see if I talked about how well you did last week? Uh, well, well, you didn't. All you did was say, right. I wasn't eligible to be on that week. But uh, no, it's because I'm the co-host now. I uh, I didn't want to do that episode at all. I was dreading it all day. Um. That's the key, though. You control the length, and you were right, right to only commit to the 40 minutes or whatever you did. It's fine. It's yeah. all good. It's just once you once you put solo podcasting to bed, you kiss a good night, you never want to go back to it. 
I've been lucky in that the past couple of weeks I've planned ahead right. on on the podcast and I've I've asked for guests. So, I mean, yeah. solo movie podcasts haven't come out in the past couple of weeks, but I've been able to crank out some more stuff. T- TV kills it for us, man. I, I agree. I, I looked on the stats and like the top ten most played episodes the past three months. There's one episode of Weekly and the other nine are TV episodes. Yeah, I mean. Music and television are. I heard this word the other day, and I've, I've never used it before, so I'm going to bring it to my my uh, my lexicon. Music and television, they're evergreen. They, they they exist over time. I love that word, by the way. I'm not a huge fan of it. I love it. I like Evergreen Terrace. There's a song on my favorite album called Evergreen. I mean, I just think it's a cool word. I like what it means. It's one of my favorite Dark New Day songs. Um, it's where the Simpsons live, Evergreen Terrace was banned also where they live, the road they live on. I was about to correct the shit out of you, but you're right. I, I know. Tell you. Springfield, but we don't actually know what state. <clears throat> there's like 40 Springfields. Uh, can I ask, I have two things I want to bring up here. Nope. But, uh, can I ask you about your your workflow throughout the yes. week? Yes. Um, sure. I'm exhausted. Do you... Do you find that major events that take place in the week that are uh, non-typical that they completely throw off everything that you like t- would typically do. Like for example, I have this wedding that I'm have to be in next week. God. And I have to, it's taking up my Friday and my Saturday, but just the fact that it's next week has thrown off this week. And like I'm anxious about it. I, I'm not looking forward to really going or being. It's in it funny all. that you bring this up because I've been anxious about the fact that that's just happening to you. Because right. I would hate every second of it if it was happening to yeah. me. And it's not so much the fact that I'm gonna have to figure out how to podcast without you. That's gonna be the easy part. Right. But I've just felt bad for you. Like I had a yeah. friend of mine get married. I think yesterday. Which, by the way, who gets married? In the middle of the day on a Friday, what's that about? Yeah. Is that what's happening to you? This, no, but this right here, this example is is why I hate weddings. I hate that we're supposed to adjust everything for this thing. I know. When it's just not that big of a deal, especially when it could end in divorce. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I mean, you know, I'll speak openly and, and freely about it, not too much, but, um, I just, you know, people just don't get my frustration with it, which is fine, and it's totally cool. I wish people would respect it a little bit more. Like, they act like I'm a fucking murderer. They act like I've killed puppies. And it's like, bro, I just don't I just don't like them. It's not my favorite. And it sounds selfish, I think. So what? You know what? Everybody out there, if you're, if you're mostly a good person, like me, <laughs> then you're oh, God. you're able to be selfish about things. Every I mean, now and then. I'm all for you. Maybe not so much, but that's okay. I'm all for the bubble bursting though, because it's right. like, hey, reality check. This sucks. Right. Like it sucks, and I guarantee most people involved also think think it sucks. I just so happen to be the guy that vocalizes vocalizes yeah. it on a podcast indirectly to the. <laughs> so you're still kind of being cowardice, but no, no. I've always said. I've always said this, and I'll, I mean, I think you know this about me. I have no problem being honest and upfront about my opinions with something, right. if even if it's like something that people really don't want to hear. 
but I'm not going to give that information or opinion. I'm not going to just outwardly be like, hey, guess what? I think you're a fucking asshole. Unless it's asked of you. 100%. I Because I hate unsolicited advice, unsolicited opinions, and this and that. Yes, you do. Yeah, really bad. Yes, so, you do. Uh, it's just really <laughs> bothersome. So, uh, but, you know, if people ask me, then I'll tell them. Speaking of bubble bursting, and it's not exactly what we're talking about here. Yesterday, I was eating dinner with my sister, who's back in town for the week. Tyler? Tyler? She's on fall break. I saw her. I'm going to get to hang out with her. We're going to go see Halloween on Thursday night. That'll be pretty fun. Oh, by the way, I will be late to recording afterthought. But uh, (laughs) we're going to go see Halloween uh, Thursday night, and that's not the same story I was going to tell. So we're eating dinner my nana, Taylor, and my mom. And somehow this got brought up. I re- remembered a it's story. Like brushed up against the microphone. Yeah, apologies. Okay. I remembered a story of me cheating on a test in high school. So this would have taken place I've 11 years ago. I would have been a child. But it was the first time my mom knew a certain, had a certain perspective on the story, but didn't know the whole story because I was lying at the time. Um and I was telling the story to Taylor, but right. my Nana was also next to me. My Nana being like an 84-year-old uh, conservative Catholic. Uh, she lives in a bubble in that way. So the the story was we, or at least I, I think we all forgot that we had this test, this big Spanish test. Okay. So we could convince our teacher, hey, five more minutes, five more minutes. And we would just like cram right, right before the test. She'd go, oh, okay. So in that five minutes, instead of hardcore studying, I typed a bunch of Spanish to English translations in my phone, just openly in a, like a message. And for whatever reason, I don't know why I remember having a flip phone, even though I should have had a smartphone or a blackjack at least at the time. I can't remember what I had. I love that blackjack phone. I don't know what that is, but it was okay. awesome. So I did that. And then we have like these little dry erase boards, you know, those like personal mm-hmm. dry erase boards. I filled a dry erase board. And I also sat next to a dry erase board on the wall and wrote very small, but right beside my face. Like the board was right beside me. And so that one was a little bit tougher to do because it would have been obvious that right. I had done that for myself. But I took the little board and set it about four desks in front of me because there was a table sitting against the wall. I propped the dry erase board on the floor, leaning up against the the table stand so all i had to do was just look up on the floor and above me were all kinds of answers right so I support this i told uh, i was telling my sister all about this and my nana oh my god i think she thinks i am the worst person in existence yeah how does your family do she like was she was like reacting as if it happened yesterday right like oh my gosh um, and she, she had this whole spiel like, well, usually when people cheat, they spend the rest of their lives cheating because they never learn lesson, like all that kind of stuff. I said, Nana, this happened 11 years ago. There was like no concept of like right. kids just doing dumb things at a particular age. It, it was ridiculous how she yeah. was reacting. And I almost got a little annoyed with her. And but anyway, I just let her be old in that moment. But anyway, the teacher had walked by me and seen my phone in my lap. Actually, it's funny. Before that, she caught the dry erase board up against the table, but all she did, because she had no idea who did it, 
uh, she just picked it up and erased it and took it away and just like said something like a warning. And uh, but eventually she came by, grabbed the phone, snatched it out of my lap and closed it and sent me to the principal's office. But I knew in that moment, the second she closed it, no proof that right. I was cheating. So I went to the principal's office and my mom it was the secretary of my high school at the time. So I had to basically sit in her office waiting for right. the principal. So I just told her that I was texting and they thought I was. So anyway, I had to get like a Friday school, which is like a Friday detention. But regardless, I could not have been more annoyed and disappointed with my Nana's reaction. And and finally, Taylor was just like, <laughs> she was just talking about how like, I, I shouldn't cheat as a person and blah, 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 blah. And t finally, Taylor just goes, Nana, he doesn't go to school. There's nothing to cheat at anymore. <laughs> he cheats at life. No, I think I think that's always interesting. <laughs> just like uh, revealing things like that to your family. Yesterday, it's funny we were talking about this. Yesterday, I revealed to my close family that I've uh, been to the strip club twice. Yeah. And I went to Spearmint Rhino a couple of times. And, um, just yeah, cool. say the word again. Spearmint rhino. Spearmint rhino. Yeah. I just didn't think you enunciated well enough. Spearmint rhino. People who weren't it's local a, would know wouldn't know what that well, was. Well, no, it's a it's a chain. It's a very popular chain oh, okay. across the entire country. It's a stupid name. Um, yeah, sure. And uh you know, have you been to a strip club before? No. Really? I'm uncomfortable with the idea of knowing that I'm walking into a building that's laced with cum stains in the bathroom. My God. I don't. I think you're. Yeah, I think that's a little too in your head. You could just like sit. You don't even necessarily have to go to the bathroom. I'm also not convinced we live in an area that has the hottest strippers. What? Uh, there are many lovely ladies around our entire state that could populate these places. Um, I think some of them travel from place to place as well. But Spearmint Rhino is, like I said, it's a uh, it's a chain. So there's you know, you know what I take that back game. because Lexington, purely because we have the University of Kentucky here, might be at any given time one of the hottest areas in America when it comes to chicks. I mean, for attractiveness, yeah. Yes, like I think it was even statistically proven. That the University of Kentucky had like the most attractive chicks. Sounds like something Barstool would come up with. Right. Well, I was in uh, was in a relationship the entire time I was in college. So it's a shame. Like when the camera. Not nah, really. I I'm not. I do not. Yeah. We've moved past. I feel like the time, unless you're ingrained in campus culture, I think we've moved a little bit past the time where like you're like, hey, friends in college. Would you like to go out on a date? I just I feel like I could be wrong about this. I feel like everybody is on Tinder now until they meet people. Oh, that's where I mean that's what I was reacting right. to. The fact that you could have been hooking up endlessly. Yeah. Not going on dates. Well, Tinder didn't exist then, but Well, I mean, sex was going on before Tinder, Jake. No, I understand. But that required like personal interaction. I was uh at Which my, is fine. I'm fine with that. I was at my nana's last night because we were watching Big Blue Madness and I know like I think I watched that. North Carolina has one, but I don't know how many – Gonzaga probably does it. I think a ton of them do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, if you don't know what Big Blue Madness is, it's the pre-celebration – it's the celebration before basketball season kicks off here in a couple of weeks. So you j they just introduce the team and they scrimmage and uh, have fun and everybody's Dunk contest, three-point contest. And, and Drake shows up for UK. Sometimes. So, so, and Brandon you know, Turner takes pictures of him. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's it's a it's a fun time for uh, Kentucky fans. But anyway, we were watching that. At any time, does the UK game on the screen, football or basketball, and the camera pans through the student section? It's the hottest women on the planet. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting take. Uh, Thank you. I don't know if, how I feel about it, but in terms of agreeing See, or not, but you're not going to give me anything on that. I knew you wouldn't. Well, I mean, there's. There's attractive, there's attractive ladies everywhere. You can see them wherever you wherever you go. I I, I hate that you're going to this wedding uh, for selfish reasons, but but also for selfless reasons. And so I feel for you. Like I said, I could not. The, the wedding I was referring to that happened yesterday. We're not really close friends anymore, so I don't. It doesn't make sense for me to get an invite. But it, I still thought to myself, I'm really glad I didn't have to do this. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna see how long I can go without. Uh, going to weddings right so um we'll talk about it soon but uh last night did the music show and it's funny because i always try to gauge like how much time to do things i have before kayla gets home because once kayla gets home i want to spend time with her and i'm pretty much done <laughs> sometimes sometimes she'll go and draw or, or paint and i'll sit in my office and, and play video games or i'll work on something um why is it funny it just like without context, it's just a funny statement. Sometimes she'll just go draw. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you didn't know. Um. So, but anyways, last night I just didn't have enough time to really do anything. I couldn't work on music in this time span. I couldn't work on design stuff. So I sat down and I started Titans, and and we'll talk about Titans, but that's not what this story is about. But she came home, and we were either going to or she, I had already eaten. She was either going to order pizza or we were going to go to Waffle House. And when she sat down and watched like Titans for like five minutes, she was like, I think I want to order a pizza and stay in and watch this. So that's what we did. Anyways, then I ended up watching some other stuff that we're going to be talking about. But the one thing that I got locked into and I'm obsessed and addicted to watching this thing um, is the, and I, I watched it when it came on, but it's this CNN docu-series about the 90s. Yeah. It's so fucking good, man. The That's first, awesome, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I mean, I saw that it was there, but I haven't started watching it yet. Please I think I saw... watch it as soon as you possibly can because the yeah. first episode is about 90s television. I was going to say, awesome. I think I saw Seinfeld in the thumbnail. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, the first episode just goes through... It's crazy, man. It's crazy how cool the 90s were for pop culture as a whole just an interesting time a lot of experimentation and a lot of evolution i mean it went through the whole gamut of of sitcoms of family sitcoms and how yeah. dominant like um you know abc's tgif was yes yeah it went in yes. it went into like how shows like uh, nypd blue and sure. sopranos were really breaking through to like just be more racy type of shows. Man, it was so good. That's awesome. It was, How many parts have you watched? I've only watched one, but I, I've seen another, I've, I saw another couple parts like back in the day. I don't know how long it is. I think these things are pretty long. I think they're eight episodes, eight parts. Yeah. Can't wait for the music one. Big fan of 90s music. At least. 90s music was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm coming from an objective standpoint. Because I've always kind of thought that, but I didn't want to be the guy that thought that my generation's music was the only good music. Well, I think it's it's interesting because it's so so 
the the eras that sort of sandwiched the 90s together, 80s and the 2000s even into today are just so incredibly different from what the 90s were. Right. It kind of sticks out like pop music in the 90s was rock music. It was alternative rock music and pop rock music. Like I was going through uh I was listening to a 90s music, uh, pop music playlist the other day and like the wallflowers came up. It's like the wallflowers would have no place in popular music today. Not right. that not that they're not a good band, but it's just the masses wouldn't resonate with a band like that. I remember it was the other day, I guess, a vertical horizon song came on. Yeah. And I thought it was just Is it the, the fucking She's best. everything you want. She everything you I, need. Yeah, I think that's them, but it it wasn't that song. It was right. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to pull it up. But uh, I remember hearing it, and I was just thinking, not that I hadn't heard it before, but I was just like, this is better than, and I didn't want to be, again, I didn't want to be the guy that was like, oh, music today, man. Right. But it was just like, I genuinely thought it was such a fucking great song. Right. Um, People think I'm ageist, dude, when it comes to content. I am. I, I've been 100%. battling. <laughs> But I don't even agree with. I think I'm not o- really ageist, overall but. you are. I th- your sensibilities, right? Like if you don't consider specific titles, like I, you you can still call it how you see it. Like, and this is the point that I've always made. Right. I, what movie did I watch the other day that was old and I thought it was really really good? Scream. Yeah, I watched Scream the other day. I, I rewatched like, Heat not that long ago. Amazing. Yeah, I re- love Scream. I watched Scream for the first time. Yeah, and loved it. So it wasn't. A, there was no nostalgia factor. I, I think and, there's comedies out there. I think the era, it, this is just my opinion. I think the era in film comedies that we're in today sucks. I think it's straight trash. Like, I, I went back and watched, uh, and I don't think I'd ever seen the full movie, but I, wa- I watched Groundhog Day. That movie is great. It is. It is yeah. incredible. It's such a good comedy, man. And, like, they just don't make comedies like that anymore. Right. So that's one of the few things that I can be like, yeah, it's it was way better back then, like, without a doubt. The Vertical Horizon song is, <clears throat> It's not so bad. It's the best I ever had. I don't know. All I remember about Vertical Horizon is that a lot of their songs sounded the same. Do and- you remember Hanging <clears throat> by a Moment by Lifehouse? Well, yeah. Oh shit! Never liked Lifehouse either, but um, that song's fucking great. The thing that I remember about Vertical Horizon was uh, I was at a church camp one time, and church camp when I was like going to church back then was actually kind of dope because that was at the time when Christian rock music was fucking great. It was great, and I remember <laughs> our pastor who uh had take it was his first job as like the head pastor of a church because he came from being a youth minister so he's a cool guy a nice guy but in order to like kind of relate to us talking about music he was like so don't tell anybody that i have this but this is my favorite album and it was a vertical horizon album awesome (laughs) and i was like that's cool man because i listen to this all the time hemorrhage by fuel come on man yeah, there were there was an era of fuel that was better than like when they after they got really really popular, but yeah, I mean there's, uh, Blur obviously a great band, Eve Six, yeah. a really solid band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember the New Radicals? I don't. They were kind of a one hit wonder. That's the I'd probably know the, what, what song. Uh, how did it go? One chance, love you only get what you give. It's that song. Oh. 
Yeah, that song. Yeah, I was wearing. It might have been the most '90s song ever because the guy was wearing a bucket hat. I think the song that "Jumper" by Third Eye Blind is probably the first song I think of when I think of like '90s music. And honestly, really? probably a few of the songs that I've probably mentioned probably came out in like 2001 or something. 2002. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Excuse me. Great. They are awesome. They still are. So, Third Eye Blind has some amazing deep cuts. If you never checked out some. Uh, Third Eye Blind Deep Cuts. Check out the song um, Motorcycle Drive-By by Third Eye Blind. That song is fantastic. Like, it's just like a, it's not really like a pop song. It's like an epic, an epic 90s alternative rock, uh, not even an alternative rock song. So good. But anyway, th- the battle that I've been fighting the past couple of weeks is people have been accusing me of being ageist and it all stems from the fact that I just didn't respond to the original Halloween. Is it people or is it Kevin Marks? <laughs> it's it's Brody Koning. Come on, Brody. What are you, like a 60-year-old man? He said, How old is Brody? He said, uh, I guess he's my age. He, he also is just the blonde me. If you've ever seen pictures of him, yeah. he looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in almost every way. I just have more of a beard. And that, that's about it. Like, side question real quick. For the people that interact with us on, um, like, the Facebook group. They don't know us. Do, do you ever, like, click on their picture just to get an idea of what they look like? Sometimes I realize, that, you know, I don't think I really know what you look like. Like, I, like Greek Chris? Okay, so he that's a great example. Because um, <laughs> I went for a long time realizing, like, I don't know what some of these people look like. And this was a long, I don't have this problem anymore, but Chris is in the, Chris Platus uh, is in our Facebook group. Yeah. Well, he's in the Facebook group and our other thing that we have. And anyways, he sent a picture. Why? They know we have a group chat with some people. It's not, it's not a big deal. I don't want to, I don't want to bring that up anymore. Okay. If someone wants to start a group chat with us, they can, and I'll choose whether or not I don't want to be in it because <laughs> right now that one's been put on ice as well for me. But anyways, they, <laughs> they, uh, I want to talk about that here in a minute. They, so Chris sent a picture and I was like, my God, that is one good looking guy. It's funny that you brought this up. Some of you other people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had the exact same thought about a nup. A I no- agree. A, a noop, I should say. That's. I I'm agree. sorry. Uh, a noop is how you pronounce his name. And then I, I was th- like, oh, is he the best looking guy in our group? And then I think to myself, how are you people single? It's your fault. It's not other people's how fault. Is, how is it that Ralph is slaying chicks? He can't even grow facial hair. He's No, Ralph's, Ralph's got that swagger. You know what I'm saying? He's got a little bit but of swagger. But he can't even grow facial hair. Ralph Vates, He looks dog. younger than everybody. And yeah. he's not. Evan DeGraff and Ralph. I think look like they're the same. I think some people in our group they need to they need a little bit of an edge. Like everybody just needs to go out and like smoke weed or something like that. <laughs> just like get get a little racy. Not not into the group. We don't want to ban you, but like yeah, do something a little risque. Go to like a black metal show in in the woods, but down by the river, like I did or something. <laughs> That's funny. Now, when it comes drunkenly to- post on the group. When it comes to putting the group chat on ice, I it, it wears me out, dude. Well, yeah. It, it wears sure. me out taking my opinions in there. Just because it's like, I have no interest in defending things that I'm just dead set on. Like, it's not about right 
changing my mind. It's not about changing your mind, but yeah, I mean, the other thing too is starting to affect, and I told you this, it's affecting my content because I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to do a podcast about how I felt about the original Halloween, but because I was receiving backlash personally from a few people, it I was on the defense of those two people as opposed to just doing a podcast for our listeners. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Yeah. And I need to get better at doing that. No, I, I, I get that 100%. I think it's uh, – that's something that we've always – you know, hashtag transparency is something that we've always done is just do what we want to do and rarely listen to what anybody says about anything like that. Ah! Ah! My microphone's falling over. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyways. Regardless, when this new Halloween comes out, it's going to kick the shit out of the original Halloween and – there's no denying. It. Maybe. No, no, it will. Probably. It will. The the trailer kicks the yeah. shit. Literally the scares in the trailer and just the cinematic maturity. And there is a little bit of, you know, this is where the ageism comes from. It's just like, we do better at things now. Right. We do better at building tension because things look less lame. And you can apply them. And part of the point I made on the, on the show is that uh, the ideas that I'm putting on display here they can also be applied to movies that are like a decade apart right. starting in the 2000s. If you want to if yeah. you want to consider how we've improved superhero movies, that is a tiny example of what we can do overall with cinema. Go back and look at the earliest superhero costumes. They were more lame. We figured it out. It looks better now. Yeah, Joss, Joss Whedon's Avengers is a case in point with it. Well, the Brian Singer X-Men. Right. We figured that out. They look way better. And so you can apply that to Halloween. We've just figured out how to make things look less lame, more realistic. We have techniques that allow us to build tension and just it's it's just it gets better because that's a part of things evolving over time. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also like a, a there's some subjectivity I think people have to acknowledge as well. Like, for instance, we're more attuned to a different type of storytelling. I, I've said this before, like with Alien, when I rewatched Alien, one of my biggest problems with that movie is that it's just not paced modernly. I'm not saying that everybody should feel that way, but for me and the way I like to take in content according to modern standards, I don't enjoy it. I'm not saying it's I'm not right. saying it's it's bad or anything like that. It's just I didn't enjoy watching the movie. You want to know what movie is credited for skewing our attention spans What's that? in Hollywood? Um Born. Oh really? Because when you look at the stuff that Paul Greengrass was doing in that film, there are so many cuts within seconds of each other. Yeah. And it just kind of changed everything in terms of how, the the idea and the need to just get there faster yeah. with audiences. Um, I, I get what you're saying. That specific example, I, don't, I, I like Alien a lot, but I guess the question that I have for you, because I understand what you're saying, what what's the exception, though? Like, what's a really slow-paced film that you do think is very similar to Alien, but you actually take to it better? Similar to Alien? In terms of, like, just the way that it's paced. Like, I would say... Oh, I don't know. But Duncan Jones' Moon which came out, I think. In I haven't the, seen that. I was going to say, okay, well, that's an example of a movie that I think is paced very similarly. Um, it's very isolated, like Alien is. Well, I, I don't know if I can put it like, you know, 
right up against it, but I think um, like today, for instance, one of my favorite movies of all time is There Will Be Blood. That movie is very slow. Yeah, it's extremely slow and longer than for sure previous example. And I I love it. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. Um, You know, it's apples to oranges in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. One is a blockbuster of its time, and the other one is, you know, it's it's not. It's a Paul Thomas Anderson slow paced movie. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, you could probably make somewhat of an argument that Blade Runner 2049 is slower, yes. is a slower paced Absolutely. science fiction movie, but it's, it's just more modern all around than its predecessor, you know? I guess the only problem I have is that, and you could probably say this about just the film community in general. It's as if whenever something polarizing like that comes up, it's as if that's the only film stance you've ever had in your life. And it's I've like, been saying this, yeah, for a long and it's, time. It's like, look, I've told you a million times. I I've expressed my appreciation for older films a million times across multiple platforms. Yeah. But the second I don't like Halloween, it's because I am not educated on older film. It's like, right. That's false. Not true. So the, this uh, is I going back to Scream. It's like Scream came out in '99, I think. Regardless, it's better than most horror movies that have come out in the past 15 years. Right. So you've heard me express that. Is it not good enough because it's a '90s film and not a '70s film? I will tell you what right. I think. An older movie is better than a newer movie. This particular example doesn't adhere to that. That doesn't mean it, that's my overall feeling on the matter. So um, I'm getting defensive, Jay. This whole this whole thing that we're talking about, um, it one of the reasons I have such a problem with it is because it reminds me of certain things in the music and or music scenes that used to bother me, and it was something that we championed while building Sight and Sound about how to communicate with each other and and our our listeners and try to come up with this a better sort of um, perspective and a better sort of attitude about talking about pop culture and our opinions about things. But yeah, to touch on what you just said. So we had a discussion about Spider-Man, about the original Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. The cast is terrible. And, and listen, we have our, we have our opinions (laughs) and we're, and we're on the same page with, with some things. I just, I don't think looking back on it, I I don't think it it works as well today. I think it's a little dated. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. And according to my standards today for movies, um, do I think Spider-Man 2 is a good film and not a bad film? Yes, I do. But do I think it's a great film and one of the best superhero movies? Absolutely not. Um, and that's okay for me to think that. And that's okay for me or for people to disagree with me. But the problem I have is in the movie community, it seems like when you present these ideas and opinions that they want to take your credibility away from you. They want to take that card and and it's this like, oh my God. And then it becomes ammo of like, oh, you didn't like that? Well, you didn't like Spider-Man. It's like, no, that's not what I'm fucking talking about. It's funny because when I was reviewing Film Beef, that was when I first really started podcasting. When you were reviewing Film Beef? When I was... When you wrote a review for it on iTunes? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was hosting Film Beef, that was when I was considered a tastemaker for, like, people that, like, people that I knew personally yeah. were like, oh, he's doing this movie review thing. They would come check me out, and they would ask me my yeah, thoughts on it. films. You did and, it for me? And it's, it's funny how, like, 
now I'm not. I would that have never. Guy. I would have never watched. Uh, I would have never watched. What's that movie called? Green Room. Well, that's definitely true. But that's not that. Stretch. No, I've never seen that. Oh, movie. Wild. Which no, one? would you just let me answer the question? What's that movie on the train? Snowpiercer, which eh, what a dope movie. Pretty meh. I thought it was a mad movie. I just let you. I just wanted you to get that sip in. Um, I was gonna go back. How this translates to music because it, it, I do have similar thoughts and feelings with music. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but I, I don't. I don't speak a lot about older music. Um, I've acknowledged that, and there's people that are that that bothers them to a certain extent. Extent, and that's totally cool. I get it, but I've been pretty vocal about the fact that we don't need people today to to stand up and get behind <laughs> old music. Like people need to be supporting new music really, really right. bad. Um, but also just with my enjoyment of older music, it, it's just that like I acknowledge um, how things affected the music industry and, and their place and why things should be respected. But a lot of older music for me, not all older music, but a lot of older music for me, it's just a lot of sounds that I've, I've heard before. And it's a lot of takes that I've heard before. And I, I am I am an addict. I am chasing the next high. I've said this before. I am looking for the next thing to absolutely blow me away. So spending time with music that I've already heard before, it's just not necessarily going to do that. It can from time to time. Like there was a Beatles song that I never really paid attention to like a year and a half ago. And I I listened to it and I it was mind blowing to me. I was like, holy shit. Uh Phil Collins in the air tonight when I hear that song i think to myself how did he make this then that's it's crazy but you know with that being said i think um ken knapsack wants to come on um the podcast and talk some music stuff and i would love to talk about some older music with him especially his love of the beatles i wanted to talk to i want to talk to riley about the whole old school versus new school And, and i think that's what's interesting about what we've been talking about is that i've heard backlash from people that are my age and maybe arguably younger when i've lately been under the impression that like my tastes just don't align up with people of an older generation just because I'm talking shit about their movies right that they grew up with but uh so that was interesting did you watch the Aladdin teaser I did that was another example of what I'm talking about I thought that that was just a poorly made teaser I agree. In that you know maybe not poorly but like well it's I it wasn't effective Exactly. That's yeah. exactly the word I was about to use because I just don't think it, it and it's take Aladdin out of it again. Just looking at how it was done, it was like it just kind of started twice. Right. Um, I thought the dialogue was inaudible, and I just thought that just not a whole lot happened. And, and for when it comes to a trailer showing maybe only two shots, a teaser. Can't forget it's a teaser. I don't need to be told that it's a teaser. I knew it was a teaser. I still know it's a teaser. Right. It teases. Um, it was the least effective teaser I've probably ever seen. And I just don't think... It, it's funny. People aren't arguing that it got them hyped. They're arguing that it's just a teaser. And it's like, well, yeah, but... So this is... Uh, I, I agree with you. I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm going to put an asterisk beside it because I think the conversation that we're talking about is solely down to the movie community and the movie bubble. Yeah. Because what this did for a lot of people I know who are not in the bubble was it 
announced that this thing even existed. Sure. We've known that it's existed. We we know that old dude, what's his name, is making the movie. Guy and, Ritchie. Yeah, and people are a little worried about that and this and that. But um, we know that Will Smith is playing the genie. But Kayla, for instance, had no idea this was going to be a thing, and she was hyped as fuck that's after cool. watching this. And I think some, you know, yeah, but yeah, and that's it's a fair criticism. Like for the people in the movie community, we we teasers for some movies are trailers. Like the they're full on trailers. It's a joke that they even call them teasers. Like sure, the first Star Wars Episode Nine thing that we see, it'll be called a teaser. It'll be a trailer. <laughs> like this was an a true teaser though. I was comparing it to like the 15 second Instagram video that we get the day before a teaser was announced. Like yeah. I thought it was that little of a thing. Right. Um, Do you I think was, that's down to just not enough of it's ready to show? No. Not necessarily. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But I don't think it. That's that's not the first thing that came to mind. I just right. thought that they releases early 2019. Is that right? Am I wrong about that? I think it's March or okay. April or yeah. something like that. It's spring. Pretty close to, a little too close to Avengers for my taste. Uh, it'll be not if it comes out in March. It's no, it's plenty of room. I mean, if you think about, isn't that around the same time that um Captain Marvel comes out? Isn't Captain Marvel the Black Panther of next year? Where yeah, it comes out early and then you get that's fine. Well, I, I'd say three or four weeks removed. Right. It's it, it's not a competition anymore at that point. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what was I gonna say about it? Fuck, I forgot. We were talking about how people just weren't that into it and not hyped by it. Mm, I don't remember. But, um, oh, I was going to compare it to the Force Awakens trailer, the teaser that came out, which coincidentally came out on my 24th birthday. But um, it was just flashes and glimpses of a few character shots, and it would just cut to black. And it got super hyped because it right. showed you multiple things and then at the end it finishes the grand finale just one single shot of the falcon flying past some tie fighters and it was just way more effective and it was still very minimal it's like i just think overall it was a better teaser yeah and but anyway i I don't it's also just one of those things that like there's truly not a whole lot to say right it's just one of those but uh it's funny because hashtag less left this is something i'm trying to do this year is just be more moderate in my takes. And I saw, uh, I don't know the ethnicity of the gentleman playing Aladdin. Uh, I have to assume he's Middle Eastern of some kind, uh, or Indian maybe. But uh, regardless, he's a, a brown gentleman. And uh, someone on Twitter tweeted out, um, who is probably of the same background as the actor, said something along the lines of, shame on Disney, it was more of witty, more sarcastic, but I'll paraphrase. Just shame on Disney that they have this actor and they don't show his name on the teaser once. And I responded that to that person and said, look, that they don't do that anymore. Right. It doesn't say Daisy Ridley on any of the yeah. Star Wars teasers. They it's don't a, do that anymore. This isn't 1996. They don't, yeah. That doesn't really happen. That doesn't even really happen with full trailers. You know what else doesn't happen anymore when you watch a movie? Opening credits right. don't even exist anymore. Most of the time, a movie just starts. It's actually pretty weird when a movie has opening credits. Yeah. I think, I can't remember which movie, some movie, I can't remember what movie first started. Call that. Me By Your Name, does it? 
yeah, I, I mean, that's just how it's done now. Right. So I was just like, look, it's not that deep. We're, we're all rooting for this guy. We hope he does a good yeah. job, but that's not how things work anymore. It made me go on Spotify and, and listen to some Disney soundtracks. Hashtag less left. Because Disney soundtracks, or at least old ones, are fucking great. Um, a goofy movie. Yeah, so let's talk about something that you've actually already talked about. Um, the boy Ace. Let's talk about this Titans show. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm very excited to hear your take about this thing. Yeah, I haven't listened to your episode, so... I'll uh, give it to you. It's all good. Um... Yeah, man. Listen, I so just to be upfront with you guys, I was when the trailer came out for this, I was interested in it, but I heard I had heard some reviews and this and that, and I my heat meter fell. You know, I tried to I I, I tell you guys all the time, I'm, I try to really take into consideration my attention. And what I pay my attention to. You have little patience when it comes to superhero television. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, we we collectively have uh, the D- Sight and Sound has the DC app. I paid for and, it. Uh, <coughs> yeah, we did. Uh, still pay for Podbean. We don't split that, do we? <laughs> okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I just write bar. So. Yeah, I decided, I sat down, I was like, I'm going to start watching this. And I don't know what I expected. I just, which maybe I just didn't expect anything. But right from the get-go, let me tell you the first thing that sticks out to me from this show. Is it looks completely different than any other superhero show that I've watched. It looks completely different from any CW DC show. It looks completely different. Uh, for the most part, than a lot of the Netflix Marvel shows, it looks great. The cinematography in the show, the color grading, like everything looks really, really good for the most part. Um, there was a moment towards the end where I was like, Ooh, I don't know how they're gonna get away with some of this stuff. Um, I I really liked it. I I don't think it's not the greatest show. Um, or you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be the greatest show ever. It doesn't seem like it's gonna win any emmys or i wouldn't put it as like you know peak television but i had fun with it and it checked all the boxes of things that i need from these shows like it did for me it didn't have um like too much corniness to it like i would maybe get with like a supergirl or you know later seasons of arrow i thought the action was was pretty solid the acting was eh, it was whatever but um I also just had a lot of fun with the fact that they were even referencing Batman in it. Sure. Um, I'm locked in. I'm on board with this thing. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. Um, I think, based on everything you just said, I think they traded in good dialogue for all of the other things that CW may or may not accomplish when right. it comes to like visual identity and things like that. It kind of reminded me of how I remember season two of heroes being where it's just kind of a little bit, not only was it just a little bit mature, more mature, uh, cinematically, but I'm go back and watch heroes. It's also, it was just kind of like globe trotting in a way. Like it, yeah. ju- it just felt bigger and it didn't feel like definitely the, the problem with arrow when it gets big, it still feels like they're shooting on a back lot. Like I remember I agree. it's just not always convincing. Like there's that one lone episode in like season two or season three where they like go to Russia or something. And it's season like, three. Yeah. I was like, you're just kind of in a back lot. 
with some sand on the ground. Right. It's like so it, it was just less like that to me. For so sure. I really respect it in that way. And I thought I've always thought the costumes have looked fantastic, especially Robin. I always thought Robin looked fantastic. Yeah, one of the things that I appreciate about it, so you know, it, it, we've established how good it looks. Um, some of the, some of the stuff that CW just, just doesn't necessarily shy away from, and they just acknowledge it and they say it is what it is, is a lot of the special effects, a lot of the CG. Um, you know, it, it's not, it's not great. It's not the greatest thing we've ever seen. It, it, it looks on a like it's on a budget. Flash is pretty good. Uh, CG for a. Right. And it seems like a lot of these shows, they, they try to figure out the best way to use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and once they hit that stride, they know how to do it. Um, but I, I like, I, I like that they just are, are treating their audience like they're smart and they're just saying, listen, this is what it is. Let's just have a good time. Right. And I, I appreciate that. Um, at the end of the day, I, and I said this on the review too, it at least just needed to be as good or better in particular ways than the other stuff that we're getting. So yeah, in a way, there's an advantage when you compare this to the Marvel Netflix series because it just feels a little bit bigger and more right. like a superhero show, whereas the Netflix Marvel stuff is like they hide the fact that it's a superhero show sometimes. Uh, so, you know, one up in that sense. Right. Um, less cheesy than the CW stuff. That's something that speaks to me personally. Um, I, I told Ace about Ace is like super into DC comics. Yeah, he's less familiar with Teen Titans, so he couldn't speak. How did on he that feel primarily. about the show? He, he, we're about the same. Okay. So, um, I, I think we we came to an agreement that like we're we're still on board and we're we're ready to see where this goes. We're we're along for the ride. I wish I had another episode. Kayla and I both wish we had another episode to to yeah. dive into. I. It's weird in terms of what I want out of these shows because I actually think it does does this type of content a disservice when they try to make it more than what it is. It's a, a terrible risk, I think, and that's probably one of the reasons why the Marvel Netflix shows turn me off so much. Sometimes I feel like they try to be like a, a you know, premiered uh, TV drama, like where they're trying to really go deep with a lot of the drama that's going on and, and really flesh out things. It's like, bro, I just need you to start fighting some people. And that's, that's kind of what this was. Like I need crazy shit I, I, to happen. I expect a, I expect a better balance sometimes. Yeah. Sure. I, not, I, I, t I actually respect that they do that. Right. But I, I respect there's also, it. There's another, there's probably a better way to do it. I respect it. But listen, there's a reason why Nolan's Batman is an outlier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you you've got Nolan's Batman and you've got Marvel movies, which are fucking rock star, yeah, games. Not games, rock star, rock star. Shout out to rock star games, but they're they're <laughs> they're, they're they're you know rock concerts. They're heavy metal. It's right. fast and in your face, and that's what I like. Yeah, and I'm I, looking for Breaking Bad. <laughs> I would assume that most people that yeah. know us or listen to the show, they know that I kind of steer clear from fandoms like this sometimes, mm -hmm. like. At one time, I thought, man, I'm going to dive deep into some of these comics and get familiar with these characters because I still had a lot to learn about Starfire. And to be totally honest and fair, they aren't faithful with that kind of stuff. Like, right. I, I looked it up and saw for myself that a lot of this isn't faithful. 
Um, I think I was probably most disappointed with Dick Grayson just because that's the character I do know the most. Yeah. It, it is a bit of a departure, but I'm also of the belief that if the story's there and the story's good, I can be forgiving because it seems like he's just going through a phase yeah. and I, I'm excited to learn more about it. And it might only last a few episodes and then he might become the Dick Grayson we're familiar with. Only time will tell, but yeah, I just, I, I never need anything like that in shows. Um, I've always been pretty outspoken about how I, I look at any sort of IP that's you know developed from something else as as an interpretation of whoever right. is developing it. Well, I think the only problem with that is that, and I asked Ace this question too: the fact that you get whether I agree with it or not backlash when it comes to the tone of the DCEU. Yeah, you have Greg Berlanti who. Uh, well, I think the show is sort of separate from the Arrowverse he has on CW. I don't think there's any connection to it. Um, they could, at any point they could decide there is, but which is fine because they have sure. two, two other show or they have one other show that is separate from it as well. What's that? Supergirl. It operates in another. What? Well, it operates in another world. They have still the belongs there. They have the ability to yes. cross over if yeah. they need to, and, the, yeah. and they definitely have. Well, they do every year, but yeah. uh, but anyway, the fact that you have Berlanti who is killing it right now. It's like, I feel like s some of it's a little irresponsible in that it, it, the faithfulness, I get how it, like, it just doesn't make any sense, though. Not that I have mm -hmm. a problem with it, but it just makes less sense that it's such a departure in tone and characterization. Uh, Jeff Johns is also behind this, uh, who was, I don't know what the hell he does anymore. He stepped down from whatever the fuck he was. But And Akiva Goldsman, who, if you know anything about Akiva Goldsman, he is the most ridiculous he has the most ridiculous resume when it comes to screenwriting that I can't remember what movie he wrote. Was it a beautiful mind or something like that? It was Oscar winning screenplay. I was just watching that the other day. Oscar winning screenplay. And then he does Batman and Robin. Like right. this person is, it's a ridiculous resume. He's totally irresponsible. I don't know why he works the way that he does because I don't think he can be trusted. It's just, a, it, it is very weird that, this is just how it came together because it just, it's like they just didn't give a fuck about what fans wanted. Um, which I mean, again, depending on your stance, you might respect that more, but, but anyway, I, um, uh, I'm fine with it. Like I said, yeah, I think it's solid. Um, I'm having actually having quite a bit of fun with the DC app. I, uh, I've been, you know, I was watching, I, I watched a little bit of the Teen Titans cartoon show, and it's fine. It, it, it is what it is. It's fun. But um, I was watching Young Justice. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Young Justice is fucking great, dude. It is. It's good so job. good. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go back and spend some more time with some of those animated series as well. I might now. Yeah. I didn't want to do it before. Like I said, I I wanted to care less about how faithful the show was. I just wanted to take the show for what it was and... I'm I'm glad that I've done it, but now that I know what the show is, now I feel better about going back and checking some of that stuff out. You want to sure. take a quick break? Yeah, we can. All right, we'll be right back. Speaking of superhero television, super encouraged by the fact Daredevil Season 3 seems to be a return of form. It's arguably... What are you doing? Drop my phone, sorry. I'm talking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Supposedly... Suck my dick. <laughs> There's like random people out there that that uh, Luke is one of them that remember some time I don't even remember what the context was where where I just said you like suck my dick 
as being one of the most memorable times on the podcast, but I don't even remember the context of He also said that, that was. our horse hatred is one of his favorite bits on the show. It's not a bit. <laughs> I know. I, I was afraid of horses long before I started hanging out with Jay Williams. So, uh, side note, uh, you know, I've been doing these designs on my Jay made it on Instagram. I haven't noticed. At Jay made it. Uh, and... I needed an I needed to do another piece with an animal involved with it. I was asking Kayla like, "What animal can I do?" Like, I did a bird, I did a wolf. Like, what can I do? And she was like, "I don't know, horse." I said, "Absolutely not, Ew. no." What a dumb idea, Kayla. Anyways, what the fuck um, is wrong with you? Anyway, season three of Daredevil supposedly is badass, and I'm so excited. We've only got I text you, four I said, days left. It's good. I'm happy for you. <laughs> It's funny. That was a funny line. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it and checking it out. I also said, I'll be the judge of that. That's we'll see. I think the Iron Fist cancellation is super fascinating, and I don't know why. Nothing on Netflix should ever be canceled. I'm just kidding. It, it's just it's strange. It is, it is strange, it's especially considering like the timing of the announcement is strange. It just doesn't happen a whole lot with Marvel. Like the Inhumans movie just like kind of disappeared, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, I just think the timing is strange considering they released the. It's it, it's Netflix doesn't give a shit about timing. They do right. whatever the fuck they want when it comes to just yeah making things happen. Yeah, and I, I mean we don't know anything about the business behind it, but like, wonder if Netflix. I, I don't know how much money they're investing in the Marvel Netflix stuff, but I wonder if they see like the Disney stuff on the horizon. They're like, what, like, what can we do with this? There's nothing we could, what, what do you mean the Disney stuff on the horizon? Like the Disney streaming service. I'm sure that a lot of Disney's content is going to be pulled from Netflix. I feel like the Marvel Netflix series is eventually just going to deflate like a, yeah. like a balloon. Like it's just going to kind of go away without any kind of resolution. Like, what's Punisher Season 2 is still up in the air. Well, that's what's unfortunate about it. So they have, like, they have Iron Fist that not a lot of people like, Luke Cage, which seems to be a, a miss. Middle of the road. And um, you've got Jessica Jones, which people, I think, are, they, they enjoy it, but I think it, in terms of its popularity, a little bit on the fence. But you have Daredevil, which people people enjoy. It's clearly the fan favorite. And then Punisher, which I don't know. I don't know one person that watched Punisher that didn't like it. Right. So... It's just like, man, I've got all this shit to figure out. But yeah, I'm I'm glad Daredevil's getting <clears throat> getting some good praise. Um let, let's talk about Hill House for a second. Um Haunting of Hill House. Did you see any of it? No. And I'm so upset. It's just a time thing. It came it came down right. to watching Apostle, the first episode of Haunting of Hill House, or taking a nap. And I've been so exhausted this week that I took my nap. But I knew that you were going to get to tell me about it on here. So yeah, well, so I I thought it was a when I heard about what it was, I thought it was a cool idea that they were going to do a horror series. Like I think that's pretty neat, and especially like um, this sort of direction. I I turned it on. I watched it. I watched um, most of the episode, and it was good. It, it was uh, it was shot really well. It was. You know, every every box that you would need to check about it being fine was checked. Uh, 
it's it's not for me though. It's, is it stronger than Castle Rock? It's a completely different show than Castle Rock. Like, really? It leans so heavily into being horror. Yeah, I mean, it's like watching. It's like, like watching a horror movie. <laughs> well, the, it's not like I pulled that question out of my ass. The only reason why I asked is because Rusika in our Facebook group said it's everything Castle Rock wanted to be. And that's, so that's why yeah. I asked the question. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of world building. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of cool about it is like you have these horror movies, but and we see it in like the Conjuring universe, how they develop things, but they're, they're doing it within a show. But it's just, I mean, it is literally a TV show, show version of a horror movie. And it's way different than American Horror Story. Um and I just maybe maybe kind of close to American Horror Story season one, which I really did enjoy, but it's just not for me. Like I, and I'm not saying anything about the quality wise. I just I I don't have any interest in watching a show like this. Same for Apostle. You just didn't care for that either because you knew I didn't know what it was. Oh, uh, okay. So I was like, yeah, I'll check this out, and then I saw the trailer. I saw what it was about. It's yeah. a period piece too, and I <laughs> I don't like living in the past. Shout out to Dan, Dan Stevens, though, looking to rebound off of that shitty show that he's on called Legion. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, when I, I was like, I can't do both. I can't I get do yeah, both yeah, of yeah. these things. Um, but did you watch all of Apostle? I have, Jay, I chose taking a nap. Oh, I thought, I thought you had watched Apostle, though, earlier. No, I haven't had any time, Jay. I've been booked Bra- solid. Brando's like, time. I've had a baby. I've probably slept as much as Brando has. I haven't. I guarantee it. Yeah. I can't guarantee that. That's ridiculous. He, at one point, he told me, I've slept I won't f- be back until January. And now he's told me that that is not the case, that he will be back in November. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, fine. Don't yeah. argue. Well, it's, it's funny when he said, um, when he told me January, I thought to myself, oh, so you're not going to be on the album of the year episode. <laughs> Because so, Snelling's waiting to hear back about his guest spot. Well, I was just going to do it on my own. But anyways. Um, yeah. um, what was the other question I was going to ask you? Would I dig this? Because I'm hoping it's like super similar to The Conjuring. I think I, I would be really into that. I think you have more. I also love Carla Gugino. I, right. she's, I, I think she's fantastic. Especially coming off of um, Gerald's Game last year, which I thought was a really well done right. thriller. If if genre is like a key ring full of keys, and uh, your interest your interests are is a like a you know a hotel hallway, and each of those keys opens a door, the the horror door does not exist for me. So it's just like wandering around like which key does this door go to? You have that door. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. But you have the right. you have the horror door. Uh, you you have room for this in your interests. So yeah, I think it would appeal to you. Um, I'm a very excited. There's plenty of people in the group that would appreciate this. I know, and there's some people that I've seen already talking about how much they enjoy it. So yeah, let's, uh, nothing outwardly really bad about it. Let's talk about how great Netflix has been this month so far. I'm super excited about this show. I'm super excited to watch Apostle. Last, I guess it will have been last week, but this past Wednesday, a movie dropped called July 22 or 22 yep. July. Yep. Saw the trailer for Do you it. know who directed that movie, Jay? Nope. Paul Greengrass. Really? Yes. Holy shit. A very well-known Hollywood director. <laughs> Are you familiar? I didn't know what this movie was Are you familiar a week with, ago. with the events yes. that it's documenting? Yes. It, what's funny about the, the movie is I was just 
talking to somebody. There's actually nothing funny about the movie. Uh, maybe there's some comedy in it. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. But uh, so I was talking to somebody earlier this week about the movie Elephant by uh, Gus Van Zant, which I'm a, a big, big fan of. Um, I, I mean, I guess mild spoiler if you've never seen that movie, but uh, it deals with a school shooting. Mass shootings, I find to be one of the most unsettling things. Sure. And I've, I've seen so many things that involve mass, mass shootings. And, like, there was a, there was a movie. I don't remember what, it, what it's called. It's an older movie uh, that I don't know if it's documenting these events of, that took place that were similar or if it's just something that has this in it. But it was, like, on a college campus and there was a, a shooter in a tower shooting people they talked about it on fire to the kid but um and it, just every time i see it i just find it so unsettling 100 percent. yeah um i'm excited to watch it based on the prestige behind it and the fact that i think it'll be really good shame, again shame on netflix just found yeah. out about it and it's pretty it sounds like it's pretty high profile you just found out about the movie itself like a week ago i yeah i watched a trailer for it a while ago but okay. i had no idea that paul greengrass was involved with and it. did you know that it was gonna like beforehand did you know it was coming out this week it came out on wednesday no i know ne- exactly ne- so two things on this one i never know when they're, they're coming out exactly and two so i knew this apostle thing was existed and because somebody else had mentioned it and then you had mentioned it to me so when i went to sit down to watch this or the hill house show um i watched that because it popped up and then I sat down today to go to watch Apostle, and I I couldn't remember what it was called. So I was like, well, surely it'll be, like, featured. Right. Bro, I couldn't fucking find it. I had to search for it. So I had to search for it. Like Dane Stevens? Is that how you search for it? Um, or did you Google it real quick? I think I ended up re- remembering what it was called. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But, yeah, bring it up in the search. I actually didn't know Dan Stevens was in the, in the movie until Hilarious. I found it. Yeah. Directed by Gareth Evans, who directed The Raid. Um, yeah. And also... Didn't he direct Rogue One as well? That's Gareth Edwards. God damn it. Evans, Edwards, whatever. Two very different directors. Same name. Mm, okay. So, regardless, annoyed that it came G- out on a... <laughs> Shout out to GE. It came out on a Wednesday when most stuff comes out on Friday. So, Netflix is doing Wednesdays now. Uh, but anyway, to continue the hype train, we have all this stuff coming out this this week. Next week, not only do we have Daredevil Season 3, but we have Making a Murderer Season 2, which I'm all about. I'm sure Kayla's hyped up for it. I, I can't. I'm sure she... Mm, yeah, I, I would say she probably is if she's seen the first one. I don't remember if she watched it or not. She had to have seen it. I feel like she did, but... It was I, the hottest I thing on the Yeah, planet. I didn't watch it, but all I know is what <laughs> Shab says about it, which is hilarious. Shab is 100% correct about everything he says about that. <laughs> okay. It's... Oh. It'll make you so mad. These people are so stupid. Right. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it's also highly entertaining. Uh, and unfortunate. But but anyway. Right. <laughs> We're well, entertainment purpose. He was talking about something the other day. Uh, he, he was saying that some people had recommended some movie on Netflix and he couldn't remember what it was and he thought it was terrible. And I was praying to God that he didn't watch Hold the Dark. Oh yeah, and think of that was terrible. It's fine because I've heard great things about it. It's okay. You watch it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought we talked about. Where's that. the review? 
It's a good question. <laughs> I thought we had talked about this. Nope. It's okay. Okay. It's fine. Uh, probably probably one of the better Netflix movies that I've seen. Absolutely. But real, real talk real quick. I, I'm using a jewel right now, which has 50% nicotine in it, and I got some on my fingers. I just rubbed my eye, and I feel like my eye is going to fall out. It's absolutely on fire right now. Do you want to take another break? No, I'm fine. This has happened before. Yeah, <laughs> it's anyway. okay. Um, do you want to bring up this James Gunn thing real quick? It's, it's kind I of. I thought old. you were going to continue talking about this movie. Hold the dark, and you just no. It's it's fine if you don't. It was just one of the strangest uh, pauses I've ever heard. You know what? No, I, well, I, I don't want to talk about James Gunn right now really, because here's why. You didn't really ask me about hold the dark. Here's so I just why. Kind of let it go. We're not going to talk about visual stuff anymore. We're going to talk about some music. All right. All right. We can do that. Oh. The first thing I want to talk about is actually television related. (laughs) So uh, I saw on Pitchfork um, today that Drake was on this show on HBO called The Shop, which is LeBron James, his new talk show. We know. I don't think a lot of people know what this is. Um, It's his new talk show on HBO. And... uh, the reason I was interested in it, not just because Drake was on it, Drake doesn't do a lot of inter- interviews, but he talked pretty, it was essentially the closest thing we're going to get to Drake being on a quote unquote podcast, talking about what happened with him, Pusha T and Kanye West and all this stuff. Um, I guess my first question to you is just a- about this show. H- had you watched this show before? This no, show? but I've always been very intrigued. I've always meant to. Right. I just haven't got around to it yet. I thought it was really, really good. Like the show as a whole, um, so cool. Such a cool show. Um, it's broken up into two halves. The first half, it, he just has a bunch of other NBA uh, athletes on his show, also WNBA athlete, uh, and they're sort of talking about like some struggles that they had um, in their first year. Uh, one of the rookies on there is like asking them for advice and, and it's not just about basketball. It's like life stuff too. And it's just cool. Is it like LeBron's comedians in cars? Yeah, but, but it's just, I don't know, man, it it, it is, but it, in terms of like the premise of it, I don't mean that literally. I just mean right. in terms of, uh, what he's trying to yes. accomplish. Yes. Um, but there's multiple people there, right? So there's like, there, there was like five or six people sitting around in right, a room. It's a barbershop. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then the second half of the episode, Drake shows up, and um, some of the people had left, and it was like it was Drake and LeBron, and I think an, another guy who's kind of the way that they do the show is also very clever and very smart, which clever and smart are like cousins of each other. So uh, LeBron isn't really the host of the show. Um, this other individual whose name escapes me, I apologize. Uh, he's kind of the host, and he's done stuff like this before. Is it uh, his boy? Um, shit, why am I forgetting his name? Keep, keep talking. So this guy essentially, like, the show never really starts. They're just, you kind of jump into a conversation that they're having, but he's kind of directing the conversation. But whenever LeBron wants to take over, he kind of takes over. And just does the show. And when the com- when it's winding down, this guy... Maverick Carter. I don't know. Is that who it is? Well, that, that's LeBron's boy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know their names. Okay. I, I'm terrible with names anyway. So, especially with people I just have no knowledge of. 
so when LeBron will wind down his point that he's trying to make on a specific topic, this guy will jump in and, you know, take it in a different direction. So the reason this was episode two of the show, did you watch it? You didn't get a chance to watch it, did you? Didn't you already ask me that? No, I just asked if you had no, ever I watched it, period. It. Um, so this was fascinating. Uh, it's always weird considering that Drake is as big as he is, but we I don't know if we forget or not, but I, sometimes I don't think a lot of people realize that LeBron is way bigger than Drake. Oh, yeah. Way bigger, way richer. I mean, it's also, I'll tell you one other shocking thing about the show. I didn't I didn't think that they would be talking as open and freely as possible, just like being like, oh, fuck that. I'm just like, holy shit. That, you just don't get that from your athletes that often. Well, I mean, he's impenetrable. I mean, it, does, it doesn't 100%. matter what he does. It yeah. doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, 100%. He's too powerful. That's right. So um, <laughs> it's great. I love it. And um, so Drake comes in, and it, it's just weird to see Drake act the way that he's acting. Just like, you know, he he's paying his respects in this regard. And it's funny how it starts out. You can always tell how something Drake-related is going to go by <laughs> By the accent that he uses or the tone of voice he was using his real cool canadian accent where he talks like like it, it, everything's got like a, a you know like, i'm kind of hanging with my boys eh. it's just very weird he doesn't why is drake so fake he doesn't talk like that <laughs> he's so annoyed eventually once that kind of breaks down he just talks like you and i are talking right now right um but it, it, they start talking about struggle and and um, how difficult things in your life, they either break you down or they're your breakthrough moment. And it's like, I, I can attribute all my success. LeBron attributes most of his success from the very first time he lost uh, NBA championship with the Heat. And so naturally, they started talking about what Drake's was. And he was like, well, I don't know if I've, if I have enough time to say it was like a big achievement or a breakthrough, but the stuff with Pusha T and Kanye and they started to get into it and all the stuff behind it. And they were just, I mean, he was unearthing most of it. You would think would be some beef with Pusha T, right? It's all with Kanye. Awesome. All. And, and it makes sense because these are two individuals that were very close to each other that were competitive as friends, um, but they and they acknowledge that, but they've they've worked together before. But he basically told this story that uh, Kanye invited him to for a writing session, and it, and usually when these things happen, it's it's a little bit of like you're helping Kanye write or Kanye showing you beats, and maybe he'll give you a beat. Uh, so you never really know what's going to come out of it. But then he invites him to Wyoming, and Noah Forty Shabib, who is Drake's business partner, his longtime producer, he goes out there first because he's going to help as well. And he calls Drake up and he says, dude, something's weird here. This isn't just a writing session. It seems like they're working on an album. He's like, okay. So before he could come out, Drake could come out there, Kanye basically told him, he's like, you know, I want you to be transparent with me about everything. Like, how's your life? How's music going? How's your career? Are you working on something? If you are, let me hear it. When are you going to release it? He tells them all this stuff. They go to the writing session. They leave. Weeks later, Kanye starts dropping all these release dates around Scorpion. And he's just like, what the fuck? 
So basically, throughout the episode, he just talks about how everything just seemed like this very calculated thing. And he... Disingenuous. Very disingenuous and very, not just disingenuous, but just like there was some sort of power move going against against Drake. This is so interesting. And like, and the way he tells it is it was kind of like, dude, like what the fuck is going on? Right. So, you know, the song comes out. And he pretty much was like, you know, a diss track is a diss track. Like I, it is what it is. It's rap and hip hop. And, and purists will say, you know, there's no rules in this. And he said, fuck that. There are rules. Like he said, I don't care about you talking about my son. I don't care about you talking about my career or me as a deadbeat dad. He said, but where you cross the line is you're talking, you're wishing death upon my best friend who has MS. Like that's fucked up. And he, he basically said, like, that makes me want to absolutely beat the fuck out of you the next time I see you. Right. And then he's, he basically mentioned that he did make another response song. And there were rumors of this, that he made another response song that he canned. Um, and LeBron has heard the song. Awesome. And, 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 and <laughs> this is so fascinating. And LeBron and, and, you know, the guy and the thing was like, well, what, what did you think when he canned the song? And LeBron texted Drake and said, uh, he said that he said, selfishly, I want you to put it out because I am a rap historian and I want to see this. But he said, as you know, a human being and a friend, like I get why you're not doing it. Right. And, and Drake was really cool about it. He pretty much said like, why should I be giving you, you this time and energy when I could turn the frustration into my own work? And he said, he wrote like most of what's, he said about 60% of Scorpion was done when all this was taking place, but he just wrote and we saw it. He wrote a double album and he said he wrote all this other shit because of all that stuff. And right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not Kanye keeps coming up and popping, popping up to like talk about Drake because people are asking him. People kind of think Kanye did, did him dirty. Right. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. And he keeps coming up like, oh, we're good. Like, I want to squash this. And and Drake's like, nah, man, ain't happening. He's firing shots. He put out a – he did a song with French Montana where he, he said, don't wear no 350s around me. Didn't you he know? just – when there was Drake single or didn't he guest on something that came out? Yeah, a song, a song, called, a song called Mia where he right. sings all in Spanish. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, God, this is fascinating. I really want to yeah. watch this. Oh, now. you got to watch it. We might, oh, we, can, we can watch it later. If you want to, it I was, love uh, that. it was really good though. Um, and it was cool. I don't, I, there's nothing more to really talk about it other than drama, but I guess what's your, what's your take on here and all that stuff that Kanye was. Well, so, I mean, all this shit with Kanye, people are pissed at him again. Cause right. all this shit don't, the music, Talking like Yogi Bear. the music industry is mad at him because he took the spotlight away from that. The thing that passed, whatever that act was like modern pro- music act. Yes. Thank you. Uh, protecting, Basically organizing it to where people are properly compensated. When yeah, sort of. Like, I, just I, a better system. I mean, we could talk about this for a second. I've looked at this with a fine, like with a magnifying glass because I'm interested in it, obviously. And Jay's looking through the head, the scalp of the music industry, looking for lice. That's right. Uh, I've, ex- I've examined this thing for uh, crookedness and wrongdoing. <laughs> um, and honestly, for the most part, I think it's really positive. The only thing that I'm skeptical about is that 
certain they're not really clear on so uh, the DMCA the Digital Millennium Copyright Act uh big fan also a big fan but there's some things there's some screwiness with it that was bad for the music industry they basically like kind of did away with it and I don't know what parts they did away with and what parts they didn't do away with. And that's worrying to me. Yeah. And as content creators out there, especially if you're on a little site called YouTube, you should really be concerned about what they did away with. Because the DMC, part of the DMCA protects people, even though they still get flagged for it. It protects people who, want, if we wanted to play a song or if we want to do a trailer reaction... We could do it and upload it to our channel because we are providing commentary on something. And we're protected. We were protected under the DMCA to do that. But if it's not, if the DMCA no longer exists, I don't know if people are protected anymore by that. Right. So that's a little bit scary. Anyways, back to Kanye. But anyway, all I was going to say is that just all of his Trump fluff. Yeah. He is the most annoying. <laughs> Look, I, I, there are very few aspects of Kanye that I like, but he's he's wearing on me, dude. He's just so freaking annoying, and the fact that I just, I simply don't like his music anymore. Yeah, I know. I see. Right now, Jay has his <laughs> Yeezys protected. He he placed a shirt. Are they protected or are they covered? Because I'm sh ashamed of them. Both. It's protected from dust. Um, Actually, I just put my shirt over top of them. Um, but the fact that I just don't like his music anymore, right. so the only thing that's left is for him to annoy me. Yeah. Like, again, I there are a few things that I always give you a hard time on. Like, I just don't understand your fandom of this. Um, how fandom of what? There are a few examples of, of when Kanye. I, of I said that there are a few things where oh, okay. I question your fan, like Bonnie Bear. I give you a hard time about right. your Bonnie Bear fandom just because I don't know what that even means to be a fan of Bonnie Bear. <laughs> but but there's um, a whole Reddit group that I know stands to prove you, and I don't otherwise. know what that is. No, uh, I'm curious what your. I don't know if you've ever sort of updated if there's an update your overall thoughts on Kanye. Yeah, like, is it just <clears throat> is it just because you're watching somebody on? on exhibit at some point like are you just a, are you just a bystander looking through the glass and just seeing some guy do some shit that may or may not entertain you so this is there's obviously we don't need to go over it but there's always been kanye west shenanigans sure right it's it's exhausting to be a kanye west fan uh to defend him throughout his shenanigans that, that fake car wreck where he had the reconstructive surgery that whole thing <laughs> the, wasn't this act. this this whole thing is on another level because it's like a year long shenanigan. I'm not even talking about. I'm not even talking about his political stance. I don't give a fuck what his political stance right. are. I have people in my family that align themselves politically with what Kanye does. <laughs> but the problem, the problem I have is the fact that almost time and time again, when questioned about it or when publicly he is you know one he has no problem publicly speaking about certain things but when people want to debate him he wants to shut down i agree and that is one for one it's actually problematic with things that he uh preaches about for the most part in general or throughout his career he has and it, it 
it's just problematic that you have somebody with such a large voice who the problem I have, not with his political stance, but the problem I have is the fact that he just lacks information. Do you think it's a little bit reckless and irresponsible the way that he does things? Because I think anybody, so in the Bible, one of the worst things that you could possibly do is to preach false testament. That means that if you do not, if you say something, right. you are preaching the word of God and it is not correct, they, it says in the Bible that you will be judged worse than the devil himself. So therefore, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, even throughout history, like, it's fucking stupid to, to talk about anything you don't know what you're talking about. Brando's excited about sight and sound biblical talk. Right. He could correct me. I could be. I could have just preached false well, testimony. Well, it's there. the fact that, and again, I'm so outside. I, you're much closer to this than I am. But than Jesus? Just on the outside of it, when yeah. I hear about his interviews and the things that he's doing, I, I can only really assume that he's a Trump supporter based on the fact that he wears a hat and right. they hang out. But it's like, I don't know if I've ever heard anything definitive when it comes to his actual stance on something, when he talks about his actual support. I've never actually heard an explanation or the things that he deeply cares about outside of the fact that he's chummy with Trump. It's like, tell right. me what you do like about it. What do you agree with? What don't you agree with? So, Why are you doing the things that you do? I've never heard a great explanation in detail about what's actually going on. It's all surface level. He wears the hat. So even in the, even in like the silver lining that I've attempted in the past to wrap around the whole situation I think at the very core of what his original premise was, it was actually quite beneficial in the sense where um, he wants to force a conversation between two sides, except all of that crumbled eventually because it came down to the fact that it wasn't about that. It was all about him and getting right. his attention, which shouldn't be shocking to anybody. But you asked where I'm at currently with it. I'll, I'll be honest, like it, it's affected my enjoyment of his music. Um, I've barely listened to Ye, which is not 100% on him. It has a lot to do with the, my overall thoughts on rapping hip hop music this year and my heat meter being low. But I, I will tune in to even the most ridiculous of the Kanye West shit shows. This one the other day, I tuned, tuned in and watched it. And I had to turn it off because it was like another level of cringe. Um, he was manic. He was, which, you know, what, that's a whole other thing about his, his mental health status. But he, he was manic. He was all over the place. There's a lack it, of preparation when he speaks. It looked like, well, yeah, it looked like Donald Trump was uncomfortable. But uh, Hot 97. I was thinking about the SNL thing, too. Like, I, I still don't even know what the message is. Hot, Hot 97 is like the place you want to go to get the whole breakdown about this whole thing and their opinion. Cause I feel the same way that they did very liberal on the show. <laughs> they were like, I felt bad for Trump, like in the situation, like he looked embarrassed by it and right. it just, I'm just over it, man. Like I want him, like I was hungry for Kanye last year when he pretty much took a hiatus and my God, am I paying for it now? It's just, it's just too much, and he's. I mean, do you see what Ti had to say about it? No. Oh, what did he say? God. What did he say? 
T.I. basically laid into him yeah. in, in an Instagram post and pretty and said, I'm so done with you, man. Like, Well, the black community has just been turning on him. And he was just like, next time I see you, I might slap the fuck out of you. Right. Like, yeah. And, and, that, and again, it's, it's, just a whole, it's just a whole other situation outside of his political beliefs. It's, right. It just, for just, me, it has nothing to do with that. Just be responsible. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for people like I'm I'm a champion of people hearing both sides and coming to the best conclusion. Sure. But it seems to me like he he and maybe he's having I've heard he's having these conversations behind closed doors and this and that. But I, I just think that if you're going to speak on a public platform like that, you also owe it to people to have that conversation, to have that debate in a public forum. So I think that's kind of I think it's kind of dumb. The whole thing is stupid. I'm honestly bummed about it. But I agree. Um the only other music topic I had was just this story that came out this week that the Grammys are uh they're not going to allow Cardi B or Post Malone to be eligible for the best new artist category this year. Um reason being because they are too successful that it wouldn't be fair. First of all, I don't remember the last time success had anything to do with how you're rated on a category. Other than the fact that it probably makes you the winner of said award. Other than the fact that that's all that matters in the Grammys. <laughs> right. Uh, but also, a lot of you might be confused because... Uh, didn't Post Malone release his second album? Yeah. So when you told me this off air, that's exactly where I was going right. with this. It's like they've they've been around for a while, and I I actually knew less about how long Cardi B. Cardi I B's been around less. I was yeah. gonna say I definitely knew that it's music. been it's been a little bit more than a year since I've been familiar with these people. Yeah, Car so, Cardi B's music was released, I believe, inside the you know, the cycle of this Grammy. So hers makes sense. It, it honestly does. But now real quick for some context, this is a thing that's been going on for a while. Like Justin Vernon, Bonnie Vera won best new artist on his second album. Right. But so I, I understand that a little bit more and maybe that's where it's a little bit hypocritical, but yeah, because for an indie artist, most if the indie artist wins that award, it probably means that that was the year that they broke through, right. like the threshold of like gaining more popularity. So in that sense, so maybe it's a little bit hypocritical. But the the only problem, it's actually not really a problem. It's annoying, and it just kind of it's it's a silly rule, it's a silly thing. But at the same time, if I'm Post Malone and if I'm Cardi B, I think my reaction only has to be. Okay, because well, they don't need to win best new artist because in a sense, they are beyond that, right? And they don't need it. It's not like it. It's not like like that award. Probably is a good story. Like I think it's a well, good story. Sure. Like if your best new art, I mean, it it could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but if your best, let's say you were nominated for best new artist and your album was so crazy good that it got it got nominations everywhere, album of the right. year, and your best new artist won cleaned up they won everything right like that would be a cool story I, I just think i would imagine post malone just reacting how i just described like 
Okay. I don't think he cares at all. I'd be shocked if he even showed up to the Grammys. Well, same, same with Cardi B. It's like, I kind of already don't need this, but like right. w- with Bonnie Bear winning, it probably helped him even more to win that award. Yeah, for the in, most in part. In terms of exposure. So Yeah, I mean, he was already... Um, he already had the following that he needed, and I think that yeah. was always going to follow him, anyways. Right. Um, based on, the, I mean, well, his, exposure. His first album was probably more successful than his second one. Um, yeah, it, it definitely. Yeah, there's a whole, there's like a whole meme Tumblr website called "Who the Hell Is Bonnie Bear," and it's pretty hilarious. People reacting because he beat out Nicki Minaj and a right. bunch of other people. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's strange. I think what it signals to me is that they're probably going to be nominated in other places cardi b probably deserves more of a nomination uh in my eyes as a as a critical music person i think she probably deserves more of it than post malone however like i if i was doing grammy stuff i would totally nominate post post malone for writing grammys alone like his songwriting on the album is fucking great it's uh it's it's amazing, but it also I think one hundred percent they're going to be nominated for a ton of other awards because they they strategically will gift nominations for people just so they show up. Isn't Post Malone's sound a little bit more unique to the space than Cardi B's is? Um, like correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, is Cardi, is Cardi B just a little too similar to what Nicki Minaj has already been doing? No, because she I'm wrong she about doesn't, that. She doesn't sing hardly at all. She's okay. almost straight a uh, straightforward bars rapper okay gotcha um and and her lyrics i think overall her lyrics are just better i thought she did some characterizations though is that wrong yeah no not okay. really All no right. she, her her album's a pretty straightforward hip-hop album gotcha um it, it probably even has less to do with popular hip-hop i mean it's a popular hip-hop right. album but like in a weird people will freak the fuck out what i'm about to say it shares a closer similarity to like uh Kendrick Lamar's damn than it does with like uh something like Migos or something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um just in the way that she's uh, she raps. She actually right, yeah, raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of a nothing story overall, but it's just kind of weird. But I, I don't know. Hopefully they both get nominated for Grammys. I would love to see Post Malone win some Grammys. That'd be cool. I think it's a big fuck you to a lot of people. He was super <laughs> likable on Jimmy Fallon the other day. It's always likable. Did man. you watch him on that interview? Yeah, I did. He was super likable. He's always like there. There were people when he first came out that they were all. I was one of them. They were super shitty with him. I was one of them. And like the hot ninety-seven people were were like this, and then he came and did an interview, and they're like, he's actually a really nice dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like Post Malone. I do too. One of my favorite albums of the year. I'm excited to see what you're... That's the best thing about us doing an album of the year list is I think Brando and my album of the year list and Brando's album of the year list will probably be pretty close, but... Mine will be wildly different than yours. Yeah, and I think his would be too. Like, I like I like Me Without You. They have no play, no business in <laughs> my top 10 album of the year list at all. It's going to be a struggle for me making it because I have so many contenders. Like, I'm really going to have to yeah dig deep. I, could, you ma- could you maybe do a top 20? Probably not. Yeah, I'm I'm around I'm around a thirty list right now. Not that I wouldn't have twenty contenders, but I don't. I I think the more that you include, the less, like, right, less of a statement. You're because you're just it, it it then it just kind of becomes an excuse to include everything. So for, for me, and I've, I've mentioned this before, but 
I always say if I do 30 albums, it's because all 30 of those albums could have been in a top 10 list. Does that make sense? But it's also, I, I think with you, it speaks more to just the volume of music that you've listened Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Whereas I, my, it's like movies. It's like, yeah. I feel like if I did a top 20 movies list, I would be doing it just, it's less of a statement yeah. if I'm just including most movies I saw that year. It also, for me, as somebody that when I'm talking about music and referencing music, it's easier for me to reference, like, for instance, um, Drake's More Life appeal, appeared somewhere on an album of the year list the year that it came out for me. Scorpion probably will not be on a list. Right. So it will give people an idea like, oh, he likes, <laughs> he likes one better yeah. than the other. What else were we talking about? What Did I tell you one? I saw Star is Born? Did you know that? I didn't know that, which is fine. I don't need to know everything you do. Um, what'd you think? Emotionally, it wrecked me. Okay. It got me good, man. Which one dies in the movie? Which one of them dies? Not only am I not going to tell you if anyone dies, I would definitely <laughs> not tell you who it would be. I'll just read about it. On, That's a on massive. What? I'll read about it on Wikipedia. Cinema Sin. You can do that. Um, the only reason why I'm not giving away that spoiler is because I have no idea what actually happens in any of the three right. other A Star Is Born movies. I have no idea what's similar about them. You know who's different. probably going to spoil it? Uh, or not? I guess it's not spoiling it for me if I don't care, but you know who's going to... I'm probably going to hear about it from? Who? Oh, they're totally going to talk about it on Fighter and the Kid. They spoiled the Did you see that The Watch things. was freaking out about it? No, but that didn't surprise me. The title of their pod was just "Yes, We Love a Star Is Born," yeah. where typically it's just title. It's like it's like how we do it sometimes, where they're just right listing the things that we discuss, and it was just "Yeah, We Love a Star Is Born," and that was the name of their Monday show. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Let me let me ask you a question. So one of can, my can I finish my point? Yeah, but, please. So it it was one of those movies very similar to Hacksaw Ridge, where I'm not even sure if I can explain it, but I was just bawling in my car. Just because, hey, it it was more of how it just it, it got me. You pussy. Yeah, that's fine. You fucking pussy. Oh, okay. It happens once a year. Big deal. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because I'm you baby. I'm trying to be responsible when it comes to. I don't even know if that represents fully how I feel about the quality of the movie, but it was right. just the right time, right place kind of thing where it just it got me, man. It was super yeah. heavy. But uh, so your problem with Bradley Cooper. This is what I was going to ask you. It's it's less about it. It makes more sense within the context of the movie. Right. There's a lot of examples of that. Sometimes I'm caught off guard, and then I wait until I can just kind of hear all of it. Am it, I correct in thinking? It, I'm, I'm remembering uh, the times I've heard the trailer. Did he kind of sound like Sling Blade in the movie? It's, like I'm a master. It's it's <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> um, it's less about his accent, really. It's yeah. he just he did cha he, he changed his voice. Really? Well, but, it's it's really bad because I heard um, in the opening song on the soundtrack, he's does he he sounds completely different. So, I this isn't a spoiler because you learn this about the character. The spoiler is, or the character is a massive alcoholic that is also addicted to op opioids. So, so he dies for most of the movie. <laughs> he is under the influence quite a bit. Right. So, talk like sling so, so that very much affects his character. <laughs> but it's it's not so much an accent thing because I think right. you you were talking about how you can pick that apart. Yes. Um, and it was it was it was just a weird voice that I 
I got used to. It wasn't really that much of a problem. I want a new Star is Born already where they do it about like uh, SoundCloud emo rappers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, <laughs> so there was a version of the American Sniper Baby in this movie. Yeah. And this would have, you would have picked this to shreds. But oh, yeah. uh, as as Lady Gaga's career progresses in the movie, her her billboard, like her first billboard, it was the worst looking graphic I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and it was so shitty. Um, it was it was the American Sniper Baby of this film, and you would have absolutely. Hated what was it. wrong with it? It's just terrible. Like I could, from memory, probably like was it using like papyrus or it was or? it was like. Just Ariel Bold. Oh, that's fine. That's a good font. I like that font. It's oh, it doesn't look good. Okay, just trust me. And you'll you can probably Google it because there have been like there have been puff pieces about like how terrible oh, really? it is. Yeah, people. This is a thing going on right now. Um, and I most billboards are terrible. So this one's extra terrible. There was no care. There was no professionalism consideration for the fact that it was supposed to look good in any way. But no, I thought it was really well directed. That, that billboard didn't look very good. The the only. A few nitpicks. I there was um, there was kind of no regard for time. Like there are times where it progresses, it ramps up really quickly. Like yeah. oh, you're at this point in their career now. Whereas I can like, easily see it being like at some point in the movie, like they're just showing like a lot of montages. It, it, things. Not, actually, not so much really. Okay, it, it's just it, it's the first act takes place within just a couple of hours. Yeah, and then it really ramps up at points. A couple of hours. The yeah. first act takes place in a couple of hours? Yeah. Oh, you mean the movie? You're spending an intimate like evening together with these characters and that, that's like the first act. And then so so the pacing of it it's kind of a little all over the place, but um the quality is still consistent throughout. So I, that's just the nitpick. Like I wish it was a little bit smoother in that way. But um also a lot of musical performances? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the Is it a musical? No. I'm not exactly sure what the commentary is. And this is what I would love to talk to you about when you actually watch the movie. It'll I, be I when it comes out on Netflix. Right. I I would love to have a conversation with you about what it's actually saying about the music industry because it's a little like the politics of it and the audio, it's a little all over the place for me. And I probably need to see it a little bit more. Uh and I'll tell you a little bit more about it off air. But it's just based on how like particular genre and particular artists are portrayed in the movie right i'm not exactly sure what it's saying uh especially involving the beliefs of some of the characters but uh um so that i thought that was interesting but it it was super emotional um a little baity for sure i get it i get why this appeals to that demographic but um i thought it was really well done too at the same time that's good so it's Looking for, forward maybe. to more from Bradley Cooper. Something that's just maybe not... That This is like a little Somewhat too... Somewhat predictable. This yeah. is a little too in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Like the like country aspect, obviously the the, the, the voice and just being in music. It's just like, okay. But you get like... Because you listen to the soundtrack. It's a little bit more like just more like classic like Southern rock. He's not yeah. a country artist right. in the movie. Yeah, I mean the first yeah. the opening track sounds like something from like Leonard Skinner or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so yeah. But no, it was really, really well directed, well written. I thought he did a really good job. Shout out cameo Greg Grunberg, JJ Abrams' best friend, playing yeah. the limo driver. 
Uh, Sam Elliott did a good job playing his brother. Uh, but anyway, so it's a, it's a definitely a quality movie. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like last week, I talked about the fact that I could easily see it being like one of my favorite movies of the year. You got a grade? Um, a minus. That's about right. Yeah, it, it's it's really well done, but uh, I I don't know that it can't be surpassed. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So. I mean, Avengers four or Avengers three, excuse me, Avengers Age, Age of Infinity. Fandom wise, right now, Infinity War is probably higher up but uh, yeah i agree oh do you without seeing one of the movies we're talking about yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) we gotta watch you know what they got wrong on uh i didn't admit it on afterthoughts i i never watched uh leave no trace i know i never watched it i know i'm going to watch it yeah but watch that um maybe not together but it's weird. It's a weird movie first, to watch together. We're talking about how great Netflix is is right now. I'm excited to see First Man comes out today. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale came out today. Super pumped for that. Hopefully, I'll get to see <laughs> one of those on Monday. What's so funny? I was I'm a, I gotta tell you a story about uh, Damien Chazelle. Okay. But anyway, uh, hopefully, I'll check one of those out on Monday, and then uh, it'll be great because I right. won't I won't do a YouTube review. So somebody at work. Um, that I know, super nice guy. Uh, I don't know if he has a lot of friends, but he goes to a lot of movies by himself. So. Ah, I hate that. And well, he, me too. He asks me like all the time about like movies, and it's like, oh, have you seen the trailer for this? And he asked me about First Man, and I asked him. I said, have you seen any of? I said, have you seen any other the guy's movies? He kind of looked at me, and I said, uh, Damien Chazelle. He did La La Land and Whiplash. He goes, no. I said, oh, you haven't seen Whiplash? And he goes, what's that about again? And then before I could say it, he he murmured something to me and or mumbled something to me. And he said, is that the drummer movie? Right. And I thought he said, is that the German movie? And I so he but he said drummer. Right. And I said, no, no, it's it's about a jazz drummer. And he <laughs> looked at me like really weird. And I was like, yeah, it's a good movie. You should watch it. And I left. And he was falling behind me because we were leaving for lunch. And then I realized as I walked out the door what had happened. Right. I was like, he said drummer. Yeah. And then I said, no, it's a better drummer. Right. So I was like, I have got to tell him. So I. That's funny. <laughs> while he's walking out of the door, I like drove my car around and pulled up to him. And I said, you said drummer, didn't you? He goes, what? Like he had forgotten about it already. <laughs> And I said, you said drummer, didn't you? He's like, what? I said, the movie. He goes, oh, yeah. I said, I thought you said German. <laughs> he goes, no, I said drummer. I said, yeah. And then I just drove. <laughs> so had he seen it? No. He had never seen the movie. But it is a great movie. Really one of my, good. Maybe one of my favorites of all time. What a great fucking script, too. I read the script before I saw it. It was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody should go out and see Damien Chazelle's uh, movie, A Star is Born. And then... Uh, <laughs> Don't take that away from Bradley Cooper. How dare you? You also have to watch um, Sorry to Bother You. I don't have to do anything. You need to watch it. I want to check out. There's a lot of good movies that just came out on Voodoo, too. I'm going to check out Eighth Grade. I think that's available to rent now. Uh, despite the fact that it seems mediocre, I still want to watch Hotel Artemis. Just- I watch, Oh, yeah. I watched Hotel Artemis, and I also watched um, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I thought Fallen Kingdom was a lot better than... Uh, 
in Jurassic I'm World. I'm glad you liked it. I thought it was way better. I don't love it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Let's just get that right out of the way. I didn't think it was as bad as people made it out to there's be. Cool, there's cool stuff in it. Yeah, it was cool. It was fine. Um, you know, do I care about this? Right. No, I don't care about this. I, I like it less as time goes on. I, I was right. I was pretty cool with it when I left the theater. But Hotel Artemis is a movie that has amazing world building. My God, is the world that they built in that movie just really awesome and cool and fun? Unfortunately, there are so many problems with that movie. Like the act, that sucks. The acting in it from really? good actors is bad. What about Sterling? Uh, Sterling K. Brown is great in it. That's he awesome. is fucking fantastic. In fact, that movie, I said this to some other people. I said watching that movie made me sad that that he was sort of wasted in Black Panther as just. Uh, I mean, he was an important you think character. He was I want him to be like a fucking main character. Okay. Like I would love for Sterling K. Brown to be like the new Blade. Do you think or he'll be like a Black Panther too? I, w- I want him to be Blade. Uh, somebody, uh, our friend, what's his name? Sterling K. Brown was in Black Panther. <laughs> it was oh, like, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, he was great in the movie, <laughs> but but some of the other acting was just not good. So, um. Like some of the writing. Who is the main lady again that runs it? It's not Jessica Lang. What's her name? Um, from oh, it's uh from Elysium. Um, the one that hates superhero movies. Yeah, what's her name? Fuck. And uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she wasn't good in it either. Uh, and then some of the like the choices that they made. Like some of the rules they set up, they kind of broke them. No pun intended to what happens in the movie, but like some action in it was really great and it's just i don't know man there's just like some forgettable not not really forgettable because the world that they build is so cool like it's one of those not so distant future movies yeah that's really interesting but just a lot of really bad technical problems the writing is just kind of poopy but um but i appreciate it more than you um i i think you'd have a good time with it but like at some point you'd be like man why so many missed opportunities. That's what would frustrate you. As as somebody who's a who watches movies from a creative pr- point of view too, I know you kind of write your own yeah. screenplays in your head. Right. You would want to do. You would want to take this and do something else with it. Right. I get that. Um. You know who's picking up some steam lately is Carnahan, because yeah. they've got this thing going. There. Um, That's what that movie was. It was a shittier version of Smoking Aces. Yeah. Um. Which is interesting because. It's funny. I think we have like a that's one of those like random DVD pickups that you and I separately just. Enjoy. I love smoking our, aces. Right, I I, love it's it. not highly regarded, which is crazy to me. But it's fine. Yeah, it's not a big. I just wanted to make that point. But uh, he he's been really pushing this El Chicano movie uh, on his Instagram, which I think is officially, well, what was that movie? Driver was it just called Driver Wheelman with oh, yeah. Brillo. Uh, I, that was officially the first war party movie. Not bad. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was solid. And I get I get him mixed up with David Ayer all the time for some reason. Grillo or no. Carnahan? Carnahan. I don't know why. Like it just seems like they make similar types of movies. Uh, yeah, they're both like guy movies. They're both street is the word I yeah. would use. They make street movies. Did they work together on Training Day? No, that okay. was uh, Antoine Fuqua. But didn't David Ayer work on that movie? David Ayer wrote yeah, yeah. Training Day. They didn't work together. Right. Um, but anyway, 
They, I think they make street movies. That's what I would Brendan Schaub in the next in, yeah, David the next Air movie. So Carnahan, they're pushing this El Chicano movie, and it's like the it's been coined by him as like a Latino superhero film, uh, which is cool. But I have no idea when this movie is fucking coming out. Like he just posted about it, but I can't find anything about it anywhere on the internet. X Force. Um, well, I mean that that's coming later. He supposedly he no he probably already wrote X Force. Right. I guarantee you they're not using his draft. Drew Goddard said that there's been no movement on it just because everybody's scheduled. So right. I don't even know if that's going to happen anymore. But regardless, that's um, another thing too. Random side news that they announced that uh, the Fox deal could go through January first, much, much sooner than anticipated. Yeah. What does that look like? That's crazy. I can't wait. And, like, oh, me too. We're not. It's still going to be some time before we see direct repercussions, though, just because the right. rollout. I mean, why the fuck doesn't Marvel have their own convention like like Star Wars does? Uh, it would be a good idea. As a fan, I don't know. I don't go to cons, so I, I guess it doesn't affect me. But I can understand the mentality of fans don't want more cons to go to. I get that because there's a lot of there is a lot of crossover. I Not, get that, but I want I want to go to a place where they just start announcing like this new slate of stuff based I, on the Fox I, I, purchase. I mean, that's one of the most fun events that I remember being covered was when they Foggy D twenty three is kind of that event for them, isn't it? No, I don't think Marvel utilizes D twenty three. Disney, I mean, it's Disney's thing, but I don't think Marvel utilizes it ever. Right. But uh, like one of the most fun events that I remember being covered in the film community was when he released basically the slate of phase two uh, he just got a bunch of movie press together yeah. in the room at the El Capitan Theater and he just rolled out a slate right. and they were just talking and like yeah, what's the last time we got like one of those maps of the not, not for a while right. it's been a while uh, but like that was when Chadwick Boseman came out and it was revealed that he was Black Panther like two years before Civil War came out like it, it was a pretty fun event but anyway um where was I going with that? Oh, Carnahan. And so Frank Grillo just put out this fight world thing. Have you seen that on Netflix? I've heard about it, yeah. So I'm ex- I am I want to definitely check that out for sure. And then... Uh, Is he a- doing all the steroids? There was another screenplay that Carnahan, Carnahan teased today, but he didn't reveal the title. It, it was just like the last couple of letters, but he said it was dope. So I don't know. I think it's pretty cool just because I am fond of him. I feel like there was something we were missing, but I don't know. Uh, we're, a, good episode. a lot of movie stuff we're missing. That's uh, fine. We didn't want to do the James Gunn. Uh, Kugler's yeah. directing Black Panther 2, um, which is cool. So, Right, to be expected. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. Where can, all right. Where can people find you online? <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, at WhatUpSnell. I started a brand new podcast called Shark Tank Nation. I have a hunch that... The Sight and Sound community that we've built over the past two years probably doesn't watch Shark Tank. This is more, I put it on a separate podcast feed for a reason. Um, I just want to appeal to the Shark Tank audience. But I will ask you guys if you can really help me out because I'm trying to build a brand new podcast feed. If you don't mind, help me out. Bring it up in Apple Podcasts or iTunes and give Shark Tank Nation a rating and review. That'll help optimize it in the search index. And I would greatly appreciate it. So would Austin. He is my co-host. Like I said, or like we typically do, excuse me. It's just two guys talking about a show that we love. And uh, I'm very proud of the first episode that we did. Uh, Those will come out weekly. I'm also recapping Titans Weekly with Ace. That is unless we just decide that it's too bad. I'm not going to do this whole Legion thing again. 
I, I'm just gonna pull the plug on it if we're if we're done. <laughs> um, but but you have to do a video about it, right? Exactly. People so. Love yeah, if you're watching Titans on DC Universe, if you are part of the international audience, maybe you're catching it later. What if you drop off and I'm like, I'll pick it up? <laughs> It'd be fine. That'd be I'm, hilarious. I might pass the torch off to you if you if you accept it. You probably won't. But anyway, uh, check those recaps out weekly as well, of course, on the podcast feed and, and YouTube channel. I am trying to do more podcasts just because it's a little bit more practical with my schedule, and uh, I figured it out. So, So there's all that good stuff for you. Can uh like random behind the curtain combo after like three episodes of Shark Tank Nation, can we drop like a like a commercial thing for Sight and Sound to just inform people? Like, hey, Shark Tank Nation's done really well on YouTube yeah. so far, but the the podcast is just lacking. I'm actually kind right. of shocked. Um, we need to do like an ad or something at the beginning. Well, I put. I put the show up on. Did you see that I did that? Right. Yeah. I put it up, hopefully, just to get some transfer because I just put the link in the description. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I don't know. I'm probably not going to do another one of those again. I might put it like a teaser in front of a movie episode or something like that. But, but no, we, we can start cross promoting that. And another, we'll talk about it off air. Never mind. <laughs> you can find me at J Williams, J the A, the Y, the E on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same for both. I'm also talking, uh, MMA on Collider MMA Takedown, if that's something you're interested in. Probably develop some sort of MMA thing for Sight and Sound in the near future. Uh, we'll have our eye open for that. You can, uh, you can also check out my new graphic design Instagram that I just started up, and I'm posting work to. I just posted something today when we're recording this. It is at jmadeit, J-A-Y-E. Check out some cool stuff there. The only other thing that I want to sort of bring up and sort of tease and talk about, uh, we talked at the top of the show how weird weekly events kind of throw me off my game. I'm Once this wedding thing is gone, I ordered two milk crates from Amazon. And the reason I ordered two milk crates from Amazon was so that I could take those vinyl records down Oh, and I can take this thing off the wall. Oh, and also after the wedding, I am calling uh, Habitat for Humanity to come and get the turd couch so that I can move <laughs> this stuff over there. And right. Un- Anyways, long story short, uh, we're prepping to do more podcasts on video potentially. But awesome. to to unlock that, you may have to do something on Patreon. <laughs> you know what? Let me. I, I do want to tease that real quick because yeah. we are more than anything. It's for afterthoughts, but it will. It will benefit Titan Titan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing I do want to tease, it's this isn't an official announcement, but I've mentioned it before, this top 50 superhero movie list. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm working with my boy, Chris Hartwell, to develop a great podcast series surrounding this idea. And the goal is for this to be our first uh, set of premium podcasts. So, long story short, me and Chris are developing a top 50 superhero movie list, and it's going to span several podcast episodes, and uh, we're going to put a price tag on it, and we're also going to roll it out with a Patreon, that what you can choose either or, whether you want to do a one-time purchase or the Patreon, and then get that content there as well, but uh, that's it. that's being worked on right now, so. Yeah, I think that the tease is just that... Um 
And again, I'm glad we're talking about it with no official announcement, sort of that banner flying over us. But uh, things are in the works. Things are in the works for some new stuff with Sight and Sound. And we've done, Chris and I have done one episode so far. Well, we've done two episodes, but one episode that like really gets into developing the list. And it's really fucking great. So I'm really, really proud of it. So right. you should get excited. Cool. That's all we got. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. presents an evening with the progressive box yeah that's hugo tickling the ivories he just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours hugo send her my condolences hi oh this next one's for you too there's a burglar in my heart thank you progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates discounts not available in all states or situations Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.